This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi family, Dr. Bev here. As you know, at the beginning of this year, 2020, it is my custom to come to Johannesburg and preach the gospel. And of course, at the same time of the year, I go down to Cape Town to see Dr. Allen and Pastor Janine and preach there. Well, before I left in the beginning of the year, I had an unrest in my, my heart. I had a, like an uncertainty and I wondered what it was. I wasn't quite sure what it was, but I knew it was for the up and coming trip to South Africa. But thank the Lord, I had the precious Holy Ghost we all do. And so I prayed in tongues until that unrest, that uncertainty, we call it a burden, don't we? Until that burden had lifted. I actually went to Apostle Theo and I said, Apostle Theo, have you got any check in your spirit? And he said, no check at all. The girl said to me, mom, do you sense danger about this trip? And I said, no, I don't sense any danger at all. In fact, I sense excitement and I couldn't wait to go to preach in our precious, wonderful church and our church family in Johannesburg. And so I, like Paul the Apostle, I believe I'm called to strengthen the brethren, encourage the brethren and the sister, and as Apostle Theo says. And so my first weekend, I preached my heart out in Johannesburg, loved being with my church family. Oh, how I love you so much. Then I went down to Cape Town, loving my church family down in Cape Town. And then at the end of the weekend, it was Sunday night. I just finished ministering and, and Pastor Janine and I and her children, we went out for dinner. We were just finishing up our dinner when we got a phone call to say that the South African borders were closing within 24 to 48 hours. And if I was to get home to my husband and my children and the church family in San Antonio, I needed to get on a plane. Well, we left the uh, restaurant immediately. I went to the hotel and I called Zelda, our South African secretary. I said, Zelda, I need to get on a plane as soon as possible so that I can get home to Apostle Theo and my girls. Well, she said, Pastor Bev, you won't believe it, but most of the flights are full. There's not one seat on the airplane that you usually take, but Tammy, our travel agent, is working on it. But you know what, family? I had remembered about the burden I had prayed. And I had prayed that burden through. That uncertainty before I left for uh, Johannesburg, it lifted. And so I knew I had peace in my heart. And I knew God was taking care of everything. In fact, the next day when I was going from Cape Town to Johannesburg, I got a call from Zelda and she said, Pastor Bev, you won't believe it. There was one seat left on another airline carrier, but you're going to get home. And that was, I was praying for, I was praying for that one seat. Praise the Lord. He kept it open for me. Even though I had to go through Dubai, which was really different. It didn't worry me. I was going to go home and be with my husband. But before I got on the aeroplane, I stopped in Johannesburg. And you know, family, for the very first time in my life, I had to preach to three and a half thousand empty seats because I wasn't going to give up my preaching. I wanted to still preach my messages to my precious family. And so with great enthusiasm, I preached my messages. And straight after that, I got on my plane and got home. 
And I so thank the Lord that I got home safely. When I got home, Apostle Theo said to me, okay, Bev, you have to quarantine. I said, why? I'm not sick. I know everyone is talking about the coronavirus, but I am not sick at all. You can take my temperature. He said, it's not about you. It's about the people in the church because they want to make sure that I can say with my hand and my heart that I, that you are quarantined. So guess what? I had to take my little blanket, as it were, go down to the guest room and there be on my own for two weeks. And as a people person, that was torture. That was horrible. It wasn't the best time for me. But like many other women, we just threw ourselves into our housework, which never ends. Right, girls? Everybody around from the news and everyone I seem to talk to, except my family and close friends, they were all fearful about this coronavirus, which is just sweeping across the world. In fact, everyone seemed to be so fearful and and. The toilet paper even was at an all-time low, right? In 1968, for Jackson and Jill, they sang a song, It's a strange, strange world we live in, Mr. Jack. And we certainly have entered into a strange, strange, turbulent time. And I want to ask you a question. How are you coping during the crisis? How are we coping during the crisis. And that's the title of my message. How are we coping during the crisis? It's a time when the storms of change have become the new normal. People's hearts are failing them for fear all around the world. We know that anxiety is at an all-time high. And in the natural, one could be completely emotionally overwhelmed by it all. Do you know that according to National Geographic, the coronavirus was discovered in 1964 by a girl by the name of June Almeida. She looked into a microscope and she saw gray round dots and they were covered with tiny spokes. And she and her colleagues noticed that the pegs that formed around the virus looked like a halo, much like the sun's corona. So after looking at the images, they were inspired by the virus halo-looking structure to use the Latin word crown or corona to name the virus. So the coronavirus was named in 1964 by June Almeida. But this coronavirus has caused tremendous unrest and fear and anxiety all across the world. Everything has been shaken by it, or so it seems. The economy around the world has been shaken by the coronavirus. Businesses have been affected by the coronavirus. Travel has been affected. Weddings have been put on hold. Funerals have been affected, postponed or cancelled. Even churches have had to shut their doors because of the coronavirus. Uncertainty has become the new normal and with words like social distancing becoming a part of our lives. Wearing masks, taking our temperature, seem to be the order of the day. So how are we as God's believers going to cope through this virus? 
I'm glad you asked the question. And I believe, family, there's only one way we can cope through this virus, and that is to build our faith. That's right. During this time, we need to go back to the fundamentals of faith. Faith is one of the key that unlocks so many secrets in heaven. So, let's take our faith temperature today. Seriously, how are we doing? Are we anxious? Are we nervous? Are we scared? Are we worried? Are we fearful? Or are we faithful? And faith-filled? And the truth of the matter is, we've been so blessed, right, family? So blessed to have been taught by one of the generals in the army of God, Apostle Theo. And he's taught us the word of faith, hasn't he? One of the best teachers in the world today. And that's my opinion, but I know that you will all agree with me. But now, family, it's important not only to hear the word of faith that has been uh, taught in this church, but we have to apply the word of faith. We have to put it into action. Otherwise, we will not do well during this pandemic. Do you know the Bible tells us we can't even please the Lord without faith? Hebrews eleven six 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Another translation says, the MSG translation says, God cares enough to respond to those that seek him. But before we can enjoy all the blessings that God has for us and that's available to us, such joy and peace and contentment and happy homes and peace and uh, when everyone is so shaken by the coronavirus before we can enjoy just walking in divine health and, and have all the blessings that are available to us. God wants us to seek him. So number one, I think he wants us to have a relationship with him. During this coronavirus, it's good to take a reset and look at our relationship and say, God, I want to seek you. I want to love you. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. I want to worship you during this coronavirus. In other words, he wants us to love him. He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to seek him. And then when we do, family, he is so amazing. <laughs> he gives us all the goodie bags, doesn't he? Which is peace and joy and happiness. And he rewards us with everything that he has available to us. But family, God wants us to use our faith. What did Jesus say in Luke 18, 8? When the Son of Man comes, will he really find what on the earth? Faith. The New Living Translation says this, But when I, the Son of Man, return, look family, how many will I find on the earth who have faith? Other translations say Jesus asked the question, will I find faith on the earth? He didn't say when I come back, will I find people loving each other? He didn't say, will I find people being kind to each other? Will I find people doing good works? And we should be kind and we should be loving and we should be doing good works. But that was not his question. The question was, 
will the believers be using their God-given faith when I come back on the earth? It's actually a sobering question, isn't it? It aims directly at anyone left standing on the earth as it, so to speak, when Jesus comes. I believe Jesus looked down through the millennia and he saw us and then he wondered, where is their faith? Family, that tells me that some Christians will have shipwrecked faith when Jesus comes back. Some will have lost their way. Some will have given up believing that God can deliver them and keep them during a difficult time. And the truth of the matter is we can only be in one camp, right family? We are either in the faith camp or we're in the fear camp, but we can't be in both camps at the same time. Jesus said to Simon Peter in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, and the Lord said to, said to Simon, 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 Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. You know, family, I wanted to be very clear about what Jesus was saying when he said Satan has come to sift you as wheat. And so I looked it up in the Benson commentary. And Dr. Campbell said this in the commentary. He said that Satan brings furious and violent temptation. Satan wants to assault our faith. Satan is the one that brings these incredible temptations against our lives to bring fear, to bring worry, to bring concern. It is all the devil's work. But during Satan's terrible temptations, Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Peter, I've prayed that your faith will not fail. You see, family, Satan is the one that brings fear and anxiety and, and worry and concern. And if we give in to worry and concern and anxiety, I know it's a strange, strange world we live in, but if we give in to that, it is going to eat all our energy. Fear will block our progress. Fear will keep us out of the purposes and the destiny that God has for us. Fear will paralyze us from going forward. It will prevent us from experiencing all the good things that God has planned for our lives. Yes, we know we have an adversary. We know his name is Satan. He is the devil. But do you know what he hates? He hates it if a Christian stands their ground, believes God's word, uses their authority, and walks in faith. He hates it if we know who we are in Christ and use our authority in the name of Jesus. He wants us to fall into the trap of fear. And in my humble opinion, he uses primarily the media. The media spews out. The media vomits, as it were. Green slime of fear all over people everywhere. When people just watch the TV, when people listen to and glued to the radio and they listen to all the propaganda and all the, the vomit that's being spewed everywhere, do you know what happened? They are drinking in the cool aid of fear. 
And God doesn't want us to fall in the trap of fear. If we constantly feed and listen to those around about us talking about fear, it's going to paralyze our faith. If we fill our minds with fear, it's going to become difficult for us to keep our minds on Him. But faith, faith is the antidote for fear. It's the best vaccine we can ever have. Family, we do not have a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. Faith in God's word will take us through any crisis. Faith in God's word will take us through any pandemic victoriously, glory God. Do you know what, family? God has not left us. He has not forsaken us. God is still on our side. He's still the yes God of yesterday, today, and forever. He's not lost his power. Glory to God. He is still almighty God. That's who our God is. God is still seated on his throne. He is still all-powerful. Precious family, we are not of this world. God is our Father. We have royal blood flowing through our veins, and we have the authority to overcome every, say every, every attack of the enemy. And just FYI, newsflash, the devil caused coronavirus, not God. It's the devil's plan to spread the coronavirus, not God. Guess what? There are no diseases in heaven. God cannot give us what he does not have. Romans 14, 17 is very clear when he says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but look, family, of righteousness, of peace, of joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is peace, it's contentment, it's joy, meaning that the atmosphere in heaven is filled with joy, filled with peace, filled with contentment, filled with security, filled with happiness. Everybody is stress-free in heaven. There's no sickness, there's no disease in heaven, so God can't give us what he doesn't have. So our perspective as Christians should be very, very different to the world's perspective. We are not of this world. Our values, our belief systems are completely opposite to the world's values and belief systems. And family, we are going to make a choice not to be, live in fear. Yes, we're going to be wise, absolutely. We're going to wash our hands and sanitize. Wash our hands and sanitize. We are going to take our vitamin C. We're going to take our zinc. We're going to take our vitamin D. We're going to take our vitamins. We're going to wash our fruit and vegetables. That's what we do. We are using God's wisdom. And if someone has been sick, they quarantine themselves for two weeks. They do not go to church. If the church doors are open, you don't go. If you're sick, you use wisdom, family. But we still refuse to live in fear. We are not giving into fear because we are the strong and courageous. You know, when Jesus was comforting the disciples, he said to them in John 14, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift. Jesus said, I'm leaving you, and I'm going to give you a gift. And the gift is a peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give 
is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus is saying, don't be troubled or afraid. I want to give you a gift. And the gift is peace of mind and heart. And today, family, there are some of you that are needing that gift of peace of mind and heart. And so I've got a gift for the girls and a gift for the, the gentlemen. And here is a gift from Jesus to you. Here, girls, this is your, your gift. It's a, a gift of peace of mind and heart. And here for the gentlemen is a gift from Jesus. And it's a gift of peace of mind and heart. And so some of you are needing to receive the gift from Jesus today. So here it is. It's your gift. John 16, 33 says, in this world, and we're in this world, you will have trouble. But he said, take heart. He said, I have overcome the world. Glory to God. The Amplified is amazing. It says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you will have tribulation and trials. That's what the Bible says. We will have tribulations and trials. And I want to ask a question could this be a trial of our faith? Because Jesus said, we're in this world, we're going to have trials and tribulations. Could this be a trial of our faith? You know, recently, Kevin Sadai had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus told him, he said, Kevin, I, Jesus, am being misrepresented on the earth today, because so many people are saying that I, Jesus, have caused the coronavirus. Jesus did not cause the coronavirus. Jesus does not have any sickness to give us. It's a devil that causes coronavirus. So we need to make sure that we know where sickness and disease come from. It's from the enemy's camp. It is certainly not from our loving Heavenly Father's camp. But something that Jesus said to Kevin Sadai caught my attention. He said, even though the devil brings the coronavirus, the Bible does say that in me, in the world, you're going to have tribulation and trial. And he said this was a test of their faith and the church, by and large, failed. What does that mean exactly? Were we hiding our lights? instead of shining them in the dark world? John 16.33 says, In the world you're going to have tribulation and trials. You're going to have distress. And there's going to be frustration. And we've experienced that. We have been through frustration with this coronavirus. We've been distressed because of this coronavirus. We've all experienced that. But look, the Word says, the Word of God says, but be of good cheer. What, Jesus? Be of good cheer? Jesus said, cheer up, cheer up, family. Jesus said, take courage. Jesus said, be confident, be certain, be undaunted. Well, what does that word undaunted mean? Well, I looked it up, and other words for undaunted are be unafraid. Be unalarmed by the coronavirus. Be unflinching in your faith, family. Be unshrinking. Don't shrink back. Be unfaltering in our belief systems and what we believe. It means be fearless and bold. And that's who we are. Why do you think Jesus asked that? Well, family, 
we have to stop right here for this week. But next week, we're going to continue with this very exciting message and it's going to get even better. Don't miss it. God has got a phenomenal plan just for you. Stay tuned for next week. If this is the very first time you're watching online, thank you. It's great to have you with us today. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would love to have the opportunity of praying with you. Why don't you go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes and say this little prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I acknowledge I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I accept Jesus today as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you, Father. Heaven will be my home. In Jesus' name, say I'm born again. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. It's the best decision you've ever made in your life. We can't wait to meet you one day. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 